You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris, I'm your host, and tonight I'm joined by John. How are you doing, John? I'm good, Chris. Yourself? Aye, not bad, not bad. We're doing this on Tuesday night rather than Monday night because uh, everybody was busy last night, so postponed 24 hours, but we're here now. So. Ready to talk about the weekend action, ready to talk about what's coming, and uh, ready to talk about what's going on right now, I suppose. Um, as I say, it's Tuesday, currently 4 for now, well, let's go now, and Dundee have beaten Falkirk 3 1. Uh, well, the first game's actually an extra time now. That's how late we have started recording this. Yeah. We usually try and record at 9 o'clock, but Aye. various uh, technical issues have uh, delayed that. Yeah, it seems to be a theme of the podcast this, uh, this season, is uh, the technical difficulties, but we're here, we're ready to go. So uh, we'll start off where we usually start off in the charity bit, and uh, it wasn't as good news as it has been this year so far. Uh, we went with Baird, and uh, Falkirk did score first, but it was uh, Blair Olsen that got a goal, so no such luck there this week. And the double that we had was a Craig Levine double, and we should have known that was a bad omen because we actually got nothing. But I, I, literally, I literally, Kelly and Beef never scored, and Hearts never scored. Yeah. The Craig Levine double then, eh? The guy that invented 6-4-0. <laughs> Aye. To, to be fair, looking at Kelly and Beef, I thought that looked a good one. That's only their second loss at home in the aye, league this year. Aye, I, I don't think it was in bad way. I mean, even the Hearts game, I thought Hearts were... Considering they played two thirds of that game with ten men, they they looked like more, the team more likely to score. So, so I anyway, we'll come back to that later because there'll be more to talk about in that one. Uh, we'll, we'll start off in the, the lower leagues as we have done previous weeks, uh, and we'll, we'll, league two. We'll start with league two where uh, Elgin are finally, finally, finally favourites. Ah, it's it's because we've been talking up so much that. I've been talking about it for weeks. So's Andy. I know. It's, I, I, I couldn't believe that tweet when I seen it uh, at the weekend. Uh, that was them five my favourites. Now there were five points clear. Aye, they're into five to two favourites. Yeah, I mean they've put them. I mean they're they're worth it because they've played twenty one games. Queen's Park have played twenty one games. They're second. East Fife have played twenty two games. There's only Anna and Athletic really behind them. Well, Clyde as well. If Clyde were to win their two games in hand, it'd be three points behind them. So. Even if Clyde won the games in hand, well, they're going to top. Maybe that's why they're now favourites, finally. It's a big if in that league as well, because as we've said before, it's hard to kind of stringer, get a stringer, get a stringer of results together. Well, I so, mean, we could be sitting here in a couple of weeks' time and they'll get a fourth. <laughs> yes. Um, well, not quite, because I haven't that close to them, but aye. <laughs> in dreadful form. Yeah, they, they, they've taken a bit of a slump there in danger of falling out of the playoff spot. Never mind. Aye. <laughs> Not winning that division because they were top, like I say, a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Uh, they've lost the last four. Aye. So, so, so they need to kind of sort that out together. Aye. Um, so that came after a 1 0 win at home with Berwick. Clyde actually oh, lost to the Montreal. Who scored as well? Who scored? Yeah. <laughs> I think we mentioned him maybe last week. I think we did, but uh, we never went for it. But aye, this week he's done it. So just to prove that he can be the first goal scorer, and, and Andy's not talking nonsense when he when he raves about him. So uh, 
so I the, the Clyde lost two one at Montrose, which is that was the kind of result Montrose needed. They've pulled themselves away a wee bit for the bottom couple of teams are now six clear of Berwick. Berwick do have two games in hand. Uh, they're eight clear of East Stirling who have three games in hand over them. So <laughs> there's, some, uh, there's some sort of artificial uh, positions here, but as we've said a, a few times in this podcast, points the board is maybe better than games in hand, especially at that end of the table. Aye, I would be struggling as to who to pick as who is going to finish bottom there. Mm-hmm. Um, you would say it's Possibly between Easter and Berwick, but then Berwick have got a couple of games in hand and Montrose. Yeah. And then, as you say, Easter and I've got a few games in hand as well, so. Don't know. Not sure. Aye. Maybe Easter I don't know. It's probably still too early to call. To be honest, this division's looking like it'd be 35 games, but then we're still too early to call. <laughs> what, final day of the season everybody can get relegated still. Oh, could be, uh, could be a cracking last day of the season uh, if, it, if it stays the way it is there could be well uh, there could maybe be five teams in my shout very possible uh, League 1 which uh, was surprising because Peterhead Dunfermline was nothing each I think um, McAllister was another one we mentioned last week possibly taking but we didn't because they were playing Dunfermline but uh, they, nobody scored in that game, so that was a bit of a surprise. Aye, Peterhead in a great bit of form, though, 10 games unbeaten, which is Aye. their best run in, the, the, in League One. So they're doing very well. They could even potentially finish above Ayr. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, to be fair to Ayr, they are four points clear of Peterhead, having played the game less. Took full yeah. advantage at the weekend of both Peterhead and Dunfermline dropping points because they beat Albion over 3 1. Yes. Um, they needed that one as well. They were Aye, in a yeah. bit of bad form. A bit of slump. Uh, as we say, Cowden Beast lost at home to Sternar. Uh, Forfar also lost at home to Stenhouse Muir. Which, uh, I mean, Forfar are a bad way in that division. They're, they're, that's the five behind Sternar now, thanks to Sternar's one. Yeah, because they, they had a really good start to the season. At yeah. one point, I think they were up They were up there near the top. So, aye, they're in major free fall. Worrying times for them. Still nothing each in the cup as well. Strara picking up a wee bit recently. Aye, they seem to be... They're, they're getting that wee run of games together. It's eking them away for the, the bottom two. Uh, I mean, breaking are oh, still two behind Forfar, but they did lose. Uh, no, sorry, they drew. We had three the weekend. They're three each. Their away form is, is what's doing it for Strunrath because at home they've only won two. And they only scored six goals. So they need to sort something out at home. Because they're, they're away from they've actually won more games now than they've lost after the victory over Cowden Beat at the weekend. Um, should, we should probably mention Stennis Muir actually, because it's them and Albion Rovers that look like they're kind of fighting out for the, the final playoffs. So I mean, it's starting to look like the firm went here and Peterhead will be at least playoff contenders. Peterhead are third there and they're. Eight clear at Albion Rovers at the moment. Uh, they have played three games more than Albion Rovers, but. Again, Cowden Beath are possibly as well. Aye, Airdrie are only a point behind Albion Rovers and Stenish. Cowden Beath are a three behind Airdrie, but again, it's a game in hand there. So. Aye, the thing that I think will count against Cowden Beath is that away form is dreadful. They've, yeah. only won, they are, they've only won two away. Uh, it's their home form that's keeping them so good. It's kind of the opposite of Sterner. Yes. Um, so, ah, you'd maybe look at 
I don't know. Maybe Albion Rovers, possibly. That's what I'm just looking at this table, like looking at Strand Art. They're five behind the playoff spot, but they're five ahead of the other playoff spot. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> so it's pretty tight in the middle of that table. But uh, aye, it's around the top three, he's looking like they're pulling away and the, the bottom two are starting to get left at drift. So. Aye, and uh, if you're thinking of having a bet in that league, then don't touch the firm one because it's not worth it. 1 to 25. Yeah, <laughs> it's really not worth it at all, is it? Well, it's, a, it's a seven point gap as well. You never know if you get back into it and fair and have a slump, but aye, because nah, eight or ninety one. But aye, and not looking good just now. Aye, I think that the, the problem is the Fairman were favourites to win that division to start with, and obviously with a big gap like that, they're, they're just cementing that place as the favourites. Yeah. So the, the bookies Even aren't going to take any odds on it. Aye, even when air were topped and firm were my favourites. Aye. Aye, which was, was one of those odd ones we picked out, but aye, they've leaked out that gap, so you know, they're kind of justifying their favourites, Dag. And uh, the, the bookies won't be giving any money for that one. So uh, into the championship, and um, well, that's just spread over a couple of days because most of the teams played on Saturday. Um, I suppose Hibs 3 1 St. Martin. I've seen the highlights of this one in sports scene. There was two absolutely cracking free kicks. The first one by uh, Liam Henderson. Obviously, that was a bit of interest there for me because he's on loan for Celtic. But uh, even, I mean, even the Samarin goal was an absolute cracker. Aye, Marlon. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there was entertainment in that one. And uh, the other headline for that was Anthony Stokes coming off the bench and, getting a, and scoring a goal, which I heard on Saturday... Everyone was raving about oh Stokes has scored in his debut, and then I seen it, and I could have scored that. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I, well, I suppose, for that range, I think even I would have struggled to miss it. This would be a better way to put that. <laughs> but aye, it was yeah. a bit of a tap in for him. But hey, he was there to tap it in, so so full credit to him for that. So uh, two uh, Celtic Lone scoring for scoring for Hibs. That's uh, that will set the conspiracy theories uh, going. I think. <laughs> but, um, bit of pressure on Rangers as well to win last night but yeah they did it no they stepped up to it yeah I, 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 I was just before we move on I was going to point out although Falkirk did score first they didn't win they dropped points away to Livingston Livingston's a very odd team in that division they're rubbish but they seem to be taking points off the, the top teams aren't aye they've been doing that all season uh, yeah they took points off Rangers um that, I think it was Almondvale as well. I think Hibs struggled to beat them. I think the last time they played them, and then they've obviously taken points off Falkirk now as well. So they're a bit of a momentum killer. But yeah, like the 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 focus in this this division was probably the Rangers game, given it was the Monday night game live in the telly. Uh, game at Capolo. There was a few incidents to be discussed about this. With probably the the holiday one needs a. Uh, I mentioned because uh, having scored the second goal, he was then uh, given a second yellow card for a celebration, for um, a gesture yes. towards the home fans, which I believe is a card in the rules. I think we've seen other players booked for gestures or no, Griffiths. Aye. Uh, if, if you gesture to the away fan or the opposition fans, then the chance you're going to get booked for it. What I don't know is whether he did that or not because. I've only seen one angle of it 
it was fan footage from one of the ends, and he gesture, it does gesture towards one of the, the stands. I couldn't tell you who's in that stand, so I've no idea. Well, the one thing, though, is the video I've seen, the Rangers fans would have been in the kind of top end. And he, I think he gestures, first of all, towards the home fans, but then gestures to the home fans, just putting his fist up. Yeah. To be honest... It's not often I stand up for uh, anyone regarding the Rangers, but I think it's uh, a bit harsh. And I think most people seem, seem to be of the same opinion. But well, it's, a, it's not as if it's a new rule. I mean, gesturing towards away fans has been a bookable offence for quite a while now. So, assuming it is Morton fans that are in the stand that he's gestured towards, I don't think he's got much defence. It, it, it seems a bit harsh. I mean, I'm, to be fair, I'm, I'm, I've never really agreed with the rule in the first place. But given that the rule exists, you kind of need to abide by it to sort of get caught. But it's just—I mean, it's the same with the the the, the one uh, that Griffiths got booked against Dundee United for taking off his shirt and showing off the fifty. To me, that was a really stupid decision that summed at the club because I can only, I, it was—I mean, it was printed up as if it was done at the superstore. Yeah. So you can only imagine somebody at the club knew that was going to happen. So for Griffiths to then take off the top and get the booking, it's just stupid. It's, it's not. It's not a rule I agree with. I think it's a, it's a bit of a buzzkill. Um, I think, and, and going back to the holiday incident, I think that's a bit of a buzzkill because part of football to me is the banter between like the each set of fans and the fans and the players and. I mean, fans get away with murder when it comes to what they oh, rejection towards the players. So for the players, it, it, it's amazing how quite quite switches to outrage the minute a player reacts to other fans. And I'm sure I'm sure the modern fans were given holiday sticks throughout the game. Oh, I'm sure they like I would stick to play most of the players, I. So, in in the spirit of football, I'm kind of inclined to go with it. But in the by the letter of the law, I don't think he's got much to argue about. <laughs> So, they can't appeal it anyway. So, no, that's that. I mean, you know, that's, the decision stands anyway because you can't appeal a year. Uh, so. Kenny Moore's on the, what, there was an article on the BBC website about Kenny Moore complaining about it. You should be able to appeal against red cards if the result of two bookings or something like that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking you don't know how to appeal certain red cards as it is. It's like mistaken identity and stuff like that. Or is that not Scotland? I can't remember now. I've heard that, uh, I, I, that mentioned somewhere. You're only allowed to appeal a red card if it's a case of mistaken identity or in certain instances. I like one that one Arsenal with Chamberlain and Gibbs, wasn't it? Aye, aye. I remember that. Well, I might be England that does that, though, then. Uh, but away from the, the game last night, Wraith Rovers are kind of struggling again. And they've not scored all of January. And the other one that's struggling, Aloha still struggle. Sits, what are they... Two wins out of the last 12, maybe even worse than that. Uh, f- uh, five points of drift. We've got a game in hand, but. But Queen of the South is a good, a reasonably good run. Aye, I mean, well, it was aimed to beat Alwa, so. It was a, a good result for them. They're kind of back in the hunt for the playoff spot. We've won three throwers, so. I mean, Morton, Morton aren't out of that either. They're, they're, they're four behind Queen of the South, but. Aye, they're not out of it, but they've no one in six games. Aye, that's the thing, it's their form's a bit. Uh, though, um, the signing about Maris being back will be good for them, I think, once he kind of gets match fit. Mm. 
I think the one of the key things that might happen this weekend was Wraith Rovers are playing Queen of the South, so I was going to say that might give Morton the chance to catch up, but they're playing Hibs on Tuesday night, so that's a difficult little fixture for them. Aye, but Hibs have obviously got a cup tie to deal with, first of all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which... It'll be a bit of a distraction for them. It's interesting to see how they get on. Uh, we'll, we'll probably come back to that later because there's a few. Ah, everybody. Yeah, everybody. There's, there's a few cup issues that we should probably mention later on. Um, so yeah, I mean, we the, could we could even just discuss the cup thing just now before we start the premiership. Get out of the way. Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, and I, I mean the the the, <laughs> the tie that was getting played at Hamilton, but it's uh, no one consulted <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> Make up, could you? Oh, the SFA are an utter bunch of clowns. Well, I, I thought it was strange at the time, actually, because it was about five minutes after the full-time whistle between uh, Lothian Thistle, Purchase and Vale and East Kilbride that the, the, the SFA tweeted that the game was to be played at Hamilton's uh, New Douglas Park. I thought, well, they've obviously had that one arranged already, so they've, they've done all the, the groundwork and this is what happens if Lothian Thistle touches the win, this is what happens if East Kilbride win, and that, so everything's decided, so we're ready to go as soon as possible. And then, but East Kilbride was basically coming out and saying, well, they asked us, and, and we gave a list of the stadiums that we wanted to play. But I mean, then you had the Scottish FA coming out a couple of days ago and saying, well, here's our clarification for uh, why we picked this, and it was basically, we asked... East Kilbride, what they thought. Then we took what they gave us and threw it in the bin because we yeah. just went with Rule 13 that said it had to be played at the nearest viable ground, which, uh, given East Kilbride's nearest viable ground is New Douglas Park, that's what we've gone with. I thought, okay, right. So uh, there was a bit more clarification about how they couldn't switch the tie to Celtic Park because if it went to a replay, that's where it would go. Yeah. So... The- that's fair enough. And if, if somebody at East Kilbride got a draw at Celtic Park, then we'd be back in the same boat because the repo would have to go to K Park, but can't play at K Park. I think that, I think K Park isn't viable, not because you couldn't play the game on it, but because the tele coverage can't be done at K Park. It's got a capacity of five hundred people. Yeah, well, um, so they would tough. obviously struggle for that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm a Celtic fan, and I'm sure there's lots of Celtic fans want to go to the game, but ultimately you're playing. A very small team and with a very small stadium and a very small capacity, then the capacity shouldn't factor into it. If I mean to be honest, a TV, if it was me, I would just play at K Park and you can work around it's it. Probably due to facilities as well. One of the things seems television was an issue. There is that, but there's certain requirements as well to play in the Scottish Cup. Um, oh yeah, in terms but... of stadium, so be a bit like, I suppose it's a bit like Europe, where our European games are being switched because of. Yeah, but on the other hand, they've played. They've already played four rounds at that ground. Well, they've played. <laughs> they've played four rounds, but it could have been played at that ground. I can't. I haven't actually checked to see if East Kilbride had to play any of the four rounds. Though, but it was never an issue until Celtic was the team that was drawing them. So I, I, I'm very much of thinking that you just play with the game, play with the home tie where it should be played, and leave it at that. But there, I mean, there, there's there's ample amount of rules and regulations in the cup it's maybe TV coverage is the final say and they weren't going to go to Gay Park so okay we accept all that right now we're going to New Douglas Park except nobody told Hamilton and Hamilton came out about five days after the announcement and basically said eh, 
we've got stuff happening in the stadium that day, so you can't play here. Yep. So, obviously, the SFA haven't even bothered to check. So, tonight, they come out with, well, it's now going to be played at uh, Broomfield. Yeah, Excelsior, aye. Excel, whatever, aye. New Broomfield. The Shiber Excelsior, as everyone's called. <laughs> Airdrie's ground. Yeah. Only, I've been reading that apparently there was supposed to be a charity match going ahead at Airdrie's ground that same day. <laughs> so the SFA have stepped in again and ruined something. And I don't know if the charity match has been scrubbed or if it's been changed date or... Maybe they'll have it on afterwards. Maybe, maybe they could. Maybe they could have a charity yeah. match at Key Park. Just switch yeah. venues, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, that's venues, aye. This emerged on Clyde because it's like Gordon... Uh, what's his face on Clyde? Gordon something. I don't listen to Clyde, would I know? I don't listen to Clyde either. Uh, aye, but apparently he was one of the... Gordon Smith? Like, no. I don't think it was Gordon. It wasn't Gordon Smith. No. I want to say Gordon DL, but I don't think it was him either. Gordon Waddle. Gordon Waddle, like that's Gordon. the one. Yes, Gordon Waddle, that's the one. Right, so I, he was apparently involved in it. And it's, I think it was the Simba charity. The one that the. Do you say Simba charity for Lion King, is it? No, it's one, but it's like. Uh, it's like a stillbirth charity, I think it is. Here's me showing my complete lack of knowledge. I've, I've seen it mentioned a few times at Simba because. Um, Chris Commons, his missus is quite heavily involved in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But aye, it helps support families that have suffered a loss of a baby at, um, at birth, which is a horrible, horrible thing to even consider. Yeah, I feel like right dick now, uh, making the joke about Lion King, so apologies for that. Uh, apparently, it's Simpsons Memory Box Appeal, is where the name comes from. So, But aye, apparently, this, this game is supposed to be a charity fundraiser for Simba. So I don't know what's happened with that game or, uh, or what's happened with it. Maybe I should play it at Key Park and just swap it. But aye, the, the game will go ahead on the Sunday as televised on Sky. Sorry, a week on Sunday. Uh, between East Kilbride and Celtic. So Hopefully that's it all resolved and we can get tickets sold. But, I mean, even, even this change, it's a case of, well, what happened to Rule 13? Suddenly it's alright to play Airdrie, which is further away from East Kilbride than Fir Park. It's further away than Hamden. <laughs> were, were those stadiums not viable? No. I mean, surely Hamden would have been alright. Queen's Park are playing on a Saturday. It's not as if like, it's unheard of for Hamden to host two games in two days. I mean, they'll date in the semi-finals. Yeah. So, aye. It's just the Scottish FA making a complete mess of things. Once again, showing them themselves to be an absolute joke, a governing body. Uh, but they weren't alone yesterday, because on this, about an hour after that came out, the oh the, yeah, the, the SPFL announced that St Johnson weren't getting any extra tickets. And I was reading up on this one earlier, and St Johnson are outraged because the tickets they wanted were apparently set aside for them. Yes. <laughs> or at least they, they were told that they were set aside for them if they needed them. So all they've gone and went, well, see those tickets you set aside, can we get them? No. What do you mean, no? Well, because it's a safety issue now. Where's safety issue? Ah, uh, sorry. Because like, there's a safety issue. Right? There's no safety issue. Are we aware of it? Was it no safety issue initially then? Exactly. When they decided the original allocation. Well, I mean, it's not as if St. Johnson fans and Hibs fans have got a history, is it? Nah. 
But there was there was a couple of teams just recently were trying a a mixed area. I think it was St. Martin. Ah, St. Martin and Party Thistle. St. Martin and Party Thistle. Uh, in the previous round of the cup. <laughs> so, uh, so, well, it's obviously the Scottish Cup, this is a League Cup, I suppose. So, how is there going to be an issue between St. Johnson fans and Habs fans? At all, when St. Johnson played Aberdeen, uh, St. Johnson had supporters in the section of the stand that they're now no getting. So, that makes it even worse. I don't know why that's changed in the last couple of years. But it's going to be like a, it's going to be a very much a, a home tie for Habs anyway. But about fans, they're going to have that, and the fact that it's in Edinburgh, okay, it's in Tynecastle, but I was going to say it's, it's, a, like it's a bit of a funny home tie for them. Aye, but it's going to feel like a home tie in terms of support, I would think. Aye, I mean, you would think so because they're going to be vastly outnumbered St Johnson fans. But then they should be used to that because they're vastly outnumbered on Saturday. That, 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 this is the one small aspect of this that I, I kind of don't have sympathy for St Johnson fans for because they took about a busload of St Johnson fans to Celtic Park in, in the weekend. So. Uh, for them to now turn and go, we're not getting enough tickets, I'm kind of going, well, maybe you should go to more games. I know, it's it, it, it doesn't work like that. You, like, teams have like, big days out and stuff like that, but it's, it's still a semi-final. It's not as if St. Johnson haven't had a final recently. Uh, it's like this is their first big day out in a while, kind of thing. It's, like, I've had a few recently. Yeah, you won, you won the Scottish Cup recently. <laughs> you, you, were, you obviously had a couple of semi-finals uh, was it two semi-finals made that season? Mm. I think it was, because they, they beat Aberdeen on the way to win ah. that, And they lost to Aberdeen in the semi-final when you won the League Cup, I think. Yeah. That's how it worked. Yes, that's correct. That same season. So then, aye, they're, they're just getting pretty used to being in the semi-finals now. So, uh, aye, anyway. <laughs> but the actual games themselves we'll talk about probably... Because well, yeah, right. no, no, never mind the fact that there's a bunch of fiasco when it comes to the SFA and the SBFL. There's actually some football to be played. So, I mean, I will start with St. John's Dabs, right? Because I think that's that's probably the tastier of the two dies, to be honest. I fancy Habs for it. There's a good chance, yeah. I mean, they're on um, good form. They've they've made some astute signings in the January, so they're strengthening. Whereas St. Johnson looking a bit weak at the moment. That was what they scored at the weekend there against Celtic, and that was their first goal in about five games, six games maybe. Aye. Uh, six, I think, because there was four in the league, and then there was the cup game against Kilmarnock. Yeah. Aye, so that was um, Obviously, there's still the ongoing O'Halloran aspect, and he played a big part in my goal that scored at Celtic Park, actually. So, I mean, well, Hibs are on the up, St. Johnson's been in the down. I know there's still that divisional divide. St. Johnston obviously knocked Rangers out in the way to this uh, semi-final that they're in now. So they've, they've already beaten a team that's in the lower league and immediately above Hibs. So, aye, and Stoke should be alright because he's no cup tied. Uh, you're right, I know he's no played for us, so he should be fine. That's handy for them. <laughs> and there are other new signings as well. Yeah, aye, aye. So that's, that's uh, Hibs are in a strong position, I think. 31 at 20 you'll get for Hibs which I think is pretty Not decent bad, huh? the draws 5 to 2 and St John's are 13 to 8 you know the most disappointing aspect is it's not in the telly this, this is one of the problems ah, it's a 3 o'clock it, it should this game should be televised they should be te- televised both semi-finals as they do with uh, the Scottish Cup now I think they resolve this problem next season with BT Sport pick it up with the revamp of the, the, 
the competition, I'm fairly sure the two oh, semi-finals. I, I would imagine it'll so. be with BT Sport. I'll be having a say in that. Right, so, so that at least is a, a, an improvement in Scottish football that we can we can sing and dance about. So, so uh, aye, this will be the the penultimate League Cup game on BBC. It's been a while since they is that they played since Ibs went down. Um, I think so. It's been this is the second season of the championship, isn't it? Aye. I don't think they played in last season. So no, I think I think I, I do think that's going to be the better of the two ties. Because the other, I mean, in the other ties, obviously Ross County and Celtic. Now Celtic will be the favourites. Uh, they'll be oh Celtic are going to do the treble for the next couple of weeks because they're going to play two cup games in the next couple of weeks. And there's a big game. So there's a big game in between there in the league as well. Yeah, so. That'll be talked about to death, no doubt. But I mean, it's a cup. There's always a chance Ross County could do something. What happened last year? The cup semi-final. Right against the Highland team. Yep. So uh, and oh, then Paul, Paul Quinn's back at Ross County, so maybe he'll fancy scoring another winner against Celtic. Is he cup tied? No, he's not actually. Is he not? Oh, no, that's interesting. My other question was: Is Jackson Irving going to be fat? Because we haven't we haven't talked about the Premiership yet, but he broke his nose. And yes. for the last couple of minutes in the game against Marnival. The Jackson Ovens situation is a bit kind of weird because he's been getting rave reviews all season, but yet the game on the weekend there, he wasn't supposed to be playing. It wasn't, he only yeah, put it, in the lineup because Woods yeah. uh, was injured in the warm up or whatever. And then he was left out the game against Aberdeen and he came on as a substitute because there was some talk that maybe. Uh, with Quinn going back to Ross County, there might be some sort of player exchange deal because Aberdeen have just said they've just basically uh, let Quinn go out of his contract. They've agreed to to let it to let him go back. So I I don't know whether something might still happen there or not, but it seems a bit surprising that he's been left out the last couple of games. Uh, very surprising. I don't I don't get it, but I I, I think it, it might be dodgy with his broken nose. But yeah, uh, just a wee bit of breaking news here. One Lisco Rose have taken the lead against Forfa. We just oh, a, with just a couple of minutes left, of extra time. Oh, that's good for junior football at least. Kevin Kelby, the goal scorer. So, They've uh, got uh, Toby Coynson plays for One Lisco Rose. I'm just feeling old again, right? <laughs> Too many of these people are somebody's son. What was the last one? Oh, aye, Rangers signing Dean Mandas' way, kid. That's what it was. Aye, Josh <laughs> So just, oh, stop it, right? Uh, but aye, Ross, Ross County Celtic, oh, Ross County are 17 to 2, if you fancy, I put it in them. The draw is 4 to 1, and Celtic are 1 to 3. <laughs> and the cup is always worth a punt. You can stick a pound on that. To be played to a finish, I think, as well. Both, both games will be played to a finish, yeah. Because it's the uh, cup, so they go extra time penalties if need be. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think if I'm predicting the two, I'm I'm, I'm expecting Hamden to be a big green final in March. Hibs and Celtic. Aye, no, I think the same. But you know what our predictions are like, so it could be St Johnson County, that's right. Aye, I reckon <laughs> we should. I reckon then we should bet Hibs Celtic for the uh, charity bet, so that's. Well, that's not horrible. There's no value in Celtic. Aye, I don't. <laughs> but 1-3 is not bad for Celtic. That's like quite good odds. That's it's, it's not bad. Uh, it's not bad for uh, us. But I have to, that only counts in 90 minutes. So, I, Aye, I can throw it off a bit. 
Right, so yeah, that's to come at the weekend. We'll come back to talking about the Premiership uh, predictions later on because there's only a few games due to the the cup, the League Cup games. But for now, we'll go back to talking about the the games that happened at the weekend there, and we'll start on Friday because it was Friday night football on the telly. Um, and to be honest, it was a bit one-sided. I thought <laughs> I've already won Dundee now, but uh, it could have been more if it was Aye. for Scott Bain. Um, I missed the first half because I was about for dinner, so I got back in time for the second half. But going by the highlights last night, Ash Taylor could have had a hat trick in the first half. Aye, I know. Uh, if it wasn't for Scott Bain, he would have. Yes. The, the way uh, this game looked to me, it was a case of Dundee's defence couldn't keep hands out of midden, but with Scott Bain, they did a good, reasonable job of trying it. It, it, was, it. it was basically Bain versus Aberdeen, because the Dundee defence was absolutely nowhere for most that, of that, that game. It tends to be that, um, I, I spoke earlier in the season about Dundee's defence not being that great, and they've kept one clean sheet in the last 17 games, which is pretty poor. Uh, though, and Talk about that, Aberdeen, another clean sheet. They're up to, I think it's 11 in the league now, clean sheets, which is pretty impressive. Not bad at all. One and two. Uh, so, just, just got to be out of the place as well with that. Back to the had that much to deal with. Full time at Station Park, 1 0 on Lifeco. Oh, so who did they play? Um, That's a good question. I probably should have checked this before I looked up. But I, um, they're, they're certainly in the fifth round, and I can't remember who it is, but. It was somebody half decent for what I remember. It's a decent tie, if it, I just can't remember who it is. Try to see the draw. Well, we're going to have to look this up, aren't we? <laughs> now we look like a right. Hey, let's see. <laughs> uh, do, do, do. Oh, right. Is it? It's not Inverness, is it? Uh, Ross County. Oh, Ross County. There you go. Ross County will play along with us. Close. That will be. That will be, aye. Right, I so. fair play to the one last one. Right. right, anyway, back to Aberdeen. <laughs> aye. Uh, but I Scott Brown will be pleased. Obviously, only the second game back playing. He's got a clean sheet and spoke. Was that last week? I was. Was it last week? Mm-hmm. Was it? I think. Aye, I was. I. Uh, obviously, I could have record last, last year with clean sheet. So, looks like he'll be continued in goals. Rooney scoring again. Uh, his record's phenomenal for Aberdeen uh, in this season. Uh, he's no far off what he scored last season in the league already. So hopefully he can get into the, the 20s with that. And he probably should add another. He could have a chance at the second half. The yeah, the one he blazed over the bar. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tight angle, but it's, it's almost impressive to have a tight angle and blaze it over the bar. <laughs> I could understand ah, yeah, the side net or something, but... Yeah, to, to anyway. get under it as he did it was quite impressive but aye. That's I think that the, the, only th- the only thing for Dundee in that game was that it's not like they didn't get forward they just didn't really do much when they were forward and uh, given how long the game was 1-0 they always had a chance but yes. nah, it wasn't, wasn't a B for Dundee so uh, like you say they have won uh, against Falkirk in the cup so aye. so this is the uh, I picked up after that and um I mean, all, all credit to Paul Hartley for absolutely slating sports scene Aye, in the video. He, I think he would like the podcast then, because we slag him every week. I know. Pretty much. Aye, I, I, it, was, it was a dream. I, I, he, he basically said every single thing that any of us have said about sports scene, and especially Pat Nevin. 
So, uh, aye, he's, he's back in my good books, but uh, as, as Paul Hartley, Nicholas, aye. former Celtic, former Aberdeen. Yes, indeed, yeah. <laughs> uh, but aye, that's seven out of ten, though, wins for Aberdeen, so ten games unbeaten. So that's us 24 at last 30, which pretty good going into the, the game against Celtic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's the next game. You're uh, no game at the weekend because that was meant Aye. to be Aberdeen Celtic, but left Celtic playing the League Cup. That's to Wednesday night. Aye, don't know whether that could count for us or against us. It's maybe I don't know whether it's maybe too big a gap or whether it'll be a good chance to recharge the batteries. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when you consider Celtic could possibly have extra time and penalties to play, but uh, I suppose you'll be hoping that's the case. Yes. Definitely, but uh, the way we're playing, though, you'd probably fan, you'd probably prefer to be playing the game sooner. You know that way because they're on such a good run. Um, but I uh, see what happens. But um, we'll probably touch on it more next week. But Jack and Flood look like they'll both miss the game. And have McInnes has been saying that he wants to get certainly at least one player in before that Celtic game. So whether it's going to be a midfield up, I don't know. Because we're going to be quite short at the back in, centre, in central defence now, with Quinn going back to Ross County as well. Um, plus, as well, the loan spells are Parker and McLaughlin were. They, they weren't renewed. So, the squad, I thought, even before that, was looking a wee bit thin in the ground, if there was to be any kind of title challenge. But we lost our three players. Then... I think if only one player comes in, the squad could end up getting a bit stretched by the time of the end of the season. But see what happens. He's been quite good at it. That's one thing. With McInnes, he's been quite good at uh, keeping transfers quiet because mm-hmm. it would have been round about this time last year that the McLean signing came out of the blue because no one expected that one. Yeah, aye, that was just announced, basically. Aye, so if we get another signing like that, it would be, would be great. Um, obviously, Barnigan spoke last week about him being linked, but he's been away chatting with Bur- uh, Barnsley he was down at like, supposedly down at like around last week and was kind of quite impressed so it's whether maybe Barnsley put in an offer this window mm-hmm. or Sorry, whether they can- off. aye but they already they already beat us to Marley Watkins remember he was linked with Aberdeen in the summer ah uh, yeah yeah um, so yeah I suppose it depends whether he wants to maybe be in a chance of winning things or going to Barnsley well, when you go to Aberdeen, if he wants to win things, he's out of the cups. Uh, <laughs> see, I couldn't resist it. Set it up for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, you said that Aberdeen are, are obviously in decent form, but uh, Celtic seem to be in decent form as well. Goals galore. Goals galore on Tuesday night, aye. It was the, the 8-1 thrashing of Hamilton. I, I mean, that was... That was done shoot by the end. time I put the wee guy to bed. So I gave a shoot again. I, 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 I put the wee guy to bed, came down the stairs and checked to see what the score was and it was 5-0. <laughs> and it was about half an hour we played or something. It was ridiculous. So I, I it was it, it calmed down a bit after, after I was able to pay attention to it. But um, aye, it's, I, don't, I think Hamilton will just forget about that one. And the fact that Hamilton then went on on Sunday and got a 0-0 draw against Hearts... Uh, to get a, they actually had clean sheets either side of us because of the two 0 yes. games. Aye. Um, so I mean, it's, 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 it's a very odd result to get in there. But the for, I mean, from what I've seen, the defence was a mess. I mean, as, as much as I slated Dundee United's defence the previous week, Hamilton's defence was non-existent. Um, and I mean, I'm I full credit to Michael McGovern. It's played pretty well for Hamilton. He didn't stand a chance with any of the eight goals. 
Aye. I see, did I see the highlights? I thought, I, I thought I'd seen some of the goals, but... I've only seen the goals. Whether it was maybe in the news last week or... But, I don't know. Well, I mean, the sports scene certainly didn't show anything, so... Aye, that so. annoys me about... No, well, it's one, just... one of the things that annoys me, but if it's a midweek, if it's midweek games, you kind of tend to know see goals. No, even if there's a full, goal. even if there's a full fixture card, because over like in a festive period, yeah, there was like a. I just after January there was a midweek set of fixtures. Aye, aye. If you're lucky, you get the wee montage just before they show the highlights of it, the, the game aye. for the weekend. But that's the best you get. So. It's uh, a bit poor, but I, I mean, but Celtic followed up that eight-one with the three-one win over St. Johnson, uh, which we mentioned earlier about O'Halloran helping set up the, the St. Johnson goal. But um, I mean, it was a bit of a. That's all going to lead nicely because I'm not even going to talk much about Celtic, but I, it was nice to see Gary McKay, Stephen, and Stuart Armstrong getting on the score sheet because uh, they've been a bit disappointing so far this season. But I mean, it was a cracking volley by Stuart Armstrong. Two good goals for Gary McKay, Stephen that were fairly similar to each other because it looked like it was intercepted passes that weren't meant for The second one was an interception, an intercepted pass that wasn't meant for him and the first one was watching on a deflected shot for Griffiths. So uh, I, I thought McKay Stephen was very alert uh, and he, he certainly had a few other games. Uh, I'm, I'm going to link this nicely because that was the two guys we got for Dundee United on fire. Dundee United himself were pretty much on fire finally at the weekend. Oh, it's that as away from Celtic already. The only thing I would say about Celtic is even when they're scoring goals, they're still like looking to concede at the other end. Yes, oh yeah, well, I mean, we're not keeping clean sheets at the moment that much, is uh, but aye. But still got the best defence in the league. Oh, that isn't it? I mean, oh, so we have just signed that defender as well. I don't think he's going to play for a couple of weeks yet. Um, he, was, he was in the middle of sort of end of season kind of period for, for Denmark, so. He'll be, he'll be. This is pre-season effect. What happened? Ah, you were saying that last week. I think that was off after the podcast one time. We were talking about. That. I, I might have been like, uh, he took his bow at Celtic Park before the game against St. Johnson. So, uh, he's been introduced to the fans, but uh, but I think about a few weeks before we see him. But yeah, let's talk about Dundee United because <laughs> last, last week I had them relegated. Um, because I'll, I kept once had them relegated apart from Darren Jackson. Aye, well. My feeling was that Kilmarnock were going to win this game. To be fair, I thought even if Dundee United won the game, they had no chance of getting out of the relegation. However, having thumped Kilmarnock, that can make a bit of a difference. It's still three, it's still three points is all you get for it, but Aye. you get the mental lift of having banged in four goals in the first half, obviously going on to win 5-1. You've beaten... You've humiliated the team immediately above you. Yes. Um, I mean, it was odd, but like the the eight one with Celtic in midweek had actually meant that Hamilton and Kilmarnock were pretty much level and goal difference. But because Hamilton got a 0-0 and Dundee and Dundee United thumped Kilmarnock, Kilmarnock now four goals and after Hamilton again. Yeah. So the thing as well with Dundee United looking at their next three fixtures, they've got party Thistle, Hamilton, yeah. and Motherwell, yeah. who are all teams just above them. So exactly. So it's, it, they couldn't really pick the fixture list any better. So, I mean, you know, like, I did see Pat and Evan talking about how uh, that really Dunny United need to win eight out of the remaining 16 fixtures or whatever, 15 fixtures. Five of them will be... Five of them, are, five of them are after the split, so you only need another three. And we've just mentioned they're playing part of this old Motherwell and Hamilton next. So, yes. what happens if Dunny United take nine points out of nine out of those three games? 
suddenly they're right back in the mix. It makes it very interesting. Um, especially when we're looking at playing Partick Thistle next. Partick Thistle, who were in great form, are now struggling again. Yep. Um, they are five without a win. Not four, well, the last four have had two draws, two losses. Motherwell have slipped up. Yep. Uh, they were in a good run and then they've slipped up the they last few games. And then Hamilton. Ha- Hamilton for the one that's. Yes, I had no. If Dundee United are to escape, Hamilton are the ones that I think would be the ones that would be most in danger. Um, but I mean, they've just not come on like on 24 points. The three teams are going to play next to all on 25 at the moment. Aye, so, they've got a good hand on Kilmarnock and Hamilton. But aye. that would put them eight points behind. But yeah, aye, so, suddenly it's not that big a gap. If if they can win their game in hand and they can beat the likes of Thistle and Motherwell and Hamilton, then that gap comes down. No doubt about it. Yeah, well, that one's got to give you a lot of confidence because what prior when the whole season they've been struggling for goals. Oh yeah. Uh, it was basically Barry Mackay or nothing. Um. So. Right. So to... that's got to give them a boost though. Definitely. They've lost McGowan because McGowan's gone back to China. But right. they've brought in a defender. So, no. From West Ham, a right back. Mm-hmm. Who's been capped at under 18 level for England, so. Don't know. I don't know whether he's any good. <laughs> That's all I know about. Time will tell. Getting that from the BBC website. So, and, I, and I'm pretty sure I've heard they've been linked one of our striker, but I can't remember who it was. Well, I know, I know. Obviously, they were in for Stokes, but he obviously he, he's obviously going to Hibs. So there was there was certainly discussions. Did they not sign one actually? No, it was Inverness. Did he have signed a striker? Ah, no, it was it was Inverness who signed somebody when they were interested in Stokes. That's what I was thinking of a couple of weeks ago. So no, it's, I don't remember the United signing anybody else. But I'm trying. They happen. They've been linked with someone. Trying whether or where I seen it. I'll come back. I'll try and find out. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's that I've done done United a world of good, but their next task is beat Partick Thistle. If you can beat Partick Thistle, follow up on what you've just done this week, then maybe you stand a chance. If if they then go out and lose to Partick Thistle next week, then you go, well, what was the point? We'll be back to talking about that's relegated again. So they need to keep it going now. That's the next part. Um, come on, on the other hand, I mean. I think Gary Locke said it himself after the game. It was a case of like, they can play pretty well one week and then go and get thumped the next. They're very inconsistent, and and when they're when they're bad, they're woeful. Oh, uh, I've just found out as well. Dundee United, someone on trial that scored for a development team today, Andre Cordos. That's probably not how you pronounce it. Don't know what position he is or what, but just seen that there. Before we move on from uh, talking about Danny Lady's game, no, I mean, what, where the hell was that um, third goal? Oh, I know who it was. The player. Oh. It's coming to me. No hunt. Is he going back there? That would be interesting. Not forward and Fairland and Dundee United side. Yeah. Let's talk of it. Hmm. Um, he was pretty good at Dundee United. First spell. Aye. So. Never sure if he going back is a good thing, but you never know. Aye, aye. The, the, the third goal, though, for Dundee United. The one that was clearly across that went straight in. Oh, two, two defenders went for it and, and what, never get anywhere near it. It reminds me of, was it Marty Thistle that scored a goal similar early in the season? Stevenson? Yes, aye, don't you mention it, aye. That's exactly what it looks like. It's just getting the ball into the box, not in a dangerous area. Because it's that way, it's, does the keeper come off his line? 
Warriors defenders deal with it. So the the first goal as well. They were, I mean, they were talking about some sports. You know, like Sean Dillon. What was the nice part of football for Dunny United? Oh yeah, compared to Messi. I compared it to Messi, and I'm. Aye. Th- my, my first thought was. At one point in that move, Sean Dallin got tackled, it bounced off his face and it broke well for him. I've never seen Messi do that. Oh, have you ever seen Messi do a one-two off a defender? I'm not, sure he does not, it intentionally sometimes. Not usually with his face. A defender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I, 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 I have seen Lionel Messi get tackled and that ball has bounced off Messi and into the net. Because it was Lee Naylor that did that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the times the Celtic played Barcelona, Messi scored a goal by going there tackling him. <laughs> it just bounced off Messi and finished the back of the net. So it's not quite the same as using your face to play a 1 2 right enough. So. Aye. So, yeah. Happens, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, um, at least if they put themselves in maybe a, an outside chance. Yeah. The, the component to the Hank as well was. Ryan Dill and Paul Payton were back in the starting lineup. Hadn't they been out for a while? Hadn't they been recently on the bench? But I suppose that helps. Both of them are relatively experienced. Payton certainly is. Uh, adds a bit of kind of fighting midfield. <laughs> Don't know if I, 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 Quite a big player for him. What I remember of last season, I thought he was quite impressive. Ah, he was, he was pretty good last season. Obviously, he's been out for a while, so it's hard to tell. Enough. Like this season, but aye, it'd be. I want to see how a contract end the season as well. I'm pretty sure I've seen that, so he'll be wanting to try and impress to either keep the delight in the league, top flight, or get a move to a team that's going to be in the top flight uh, next season. Kalaric, problem with Kalaric just now as well. Quite an inexperienced side, but it sits, I think, sits out of the team under 21. So, I don't know whether maybe that's something that Gary Locke wanted to address before the window closes. Maybe had a wee bit of experience in there. Assuming they can. I mean, it may not have the resources to uh, it. I think that's hands may be tied with that, but maybe a wee. That's where they can get. It's unlike. It's where they can get a loan signing, even an experienced kind of loan signing, but it tends to be if you get loan signings from down south, it's uh, young players. Yeah. Unless you go down the lower leagues. And then it's probably a bit of a but it's not a gamble anyway, but Right, we shall move on. See what happens, yeah. uh, we'll see how done the anti get on, but we'll move on to the, the, the remaining games of the, the weekend. Um Inverness now Park Dussel now. I have ne- I have literally no notes in Inverness and Party Dussel. There was nothing not- happened in that game. Uh, nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> Same, likewise. So, Ross uh, County, Motherwell. Um, good win for Ross County. County seemed to take the lead. Then Motherwell played really well, but couldn't get in. So County got a second goal. Pearson pulled one back, and then what, there was a shot for Lasley towards the end, which Fox had to pull off a good save to, to make sure Ross County get the three points. So, um, yeah, I think the, the one the other note I had in this was the, the, the broken nose for Irvin. So, Ross County's first one. first win at uh, Fir Park. First ever one, yeah, I heard that in sports. Um, and interesting thing that Ross County are fourth, and have, but they've actually lost more games than they've won. Nice. Ah, <laughs> because they're 33, uh, eight behind Hearts. Hearts. Hearts are just a wee kind of area of their own, aren't they? They're eight behind Aberdeen and eight ahead of Ross County. Yeah, 
Aye. The Hearts have been disappointed to drop points on Sunday, obviously, because that puts... Aye, uh, it's looking good for Aberdeen and at least finishing second. Yeah. Aye, it's, it's starting to look... That's going to be... It's, it's kind of certain Aberdeen fighting out for the, the title and, and Hearts are just going to be third. <laughs> Unless something odd happens. But, um, aye, when talking about Hearts, what do you think of that... Um, Red card? The red card. Oh, I think it's Stonewall. Oh, all day long. It was one of those ones where you were able to sit and debate it for a while because he was, Ross, he was down injured. He, he thought himself putting in a tackle. So you were waiting to see what Bobby Madden was going to do. But, I mean, I think everybody agreed it was a, a red card. He, he two feet, he jumped off the ground to do it. Yeah. There was no that need was to do it. He'll, miss, he'll miss the cup game as well. Yeah, aye. Aye, so it was, a, um, it was a case of why did he bother doing it in the first place. It just, it was... It wasn't even if it was like the other end of the park. It was like a, like a defensive kind of panic tackle. It was a edge of the Hamilton box. <laughs> so he and jumped then, up. That was a bit mad. Aye, and then there was a send off at the other end, which was correct as well. I thought it was a bit of a rash challenge. I'm not a hundred percent convinced it was a straight red. Was it a straight red? I just thought to myself. I don't remember showing a yellow card before. Uh, I think we're straight in the head as well. So, yeah, I mean... Tackle from behind. <sighs> so, it's one of them that... Aye. I can't mind what World Cup it was, but I remember one of the World Cup, was it France 98? That the tackle behind, from behind was outlawed. Was it long, was it? I think so, aye. Or was it maybe the tournament before that where Cameroon... I remember the Cameroon-Argentina game where Cameroon, I think, must have, must have no way got the memo. And they just like basically right. hacks Argentina all game. They still won, mind you. <laughs> Remember that game? It was nineteen ninety. Was it nineteen ninety? Uh, yeah, it was the opening game, was it not? Cameron beat the holders Argentina one 0 Was it Slonis? Oh, maybe it was actually. Man, I still think that nineties was just a couple of years ago. That's the problem. No, I'm the same. Oh, I'm just oh, I'm clinging on to the clinging on. Yeah, nineties uh, is like seventeen years ago now. Just uh, so I get my quite scary. Uh, as the Hearts could have won it there. I know we could have touched on the game a wee bit, but they could have won it at the end as well with the boys in Arthur and the header. Yeah, and a couple. Well, I mean, they, they, they hit the woodwork before they had the man sent off. Um, they hit the woodwork again twice in the second half. So, um, I, I, it was an odd game because although for the long period the Hamilton had the, the extra man, it was Hearts that looked more likely to score. So. I don't, I don't know. know. It was a, it was a very strange game. My, my, my question, though, but this is just another point, is the one thing the referee, I thought, got wrong in this game, you can debate the, the red card for the Hamilton player, or not, I'm not 100% convinced, but I can understand why it was a red card. The one thing I thought he actually got wrong was not booking Dougie Emery for that dive. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's aye, a aye, that, that's a dive. Aye, that's a dive. But my question on that one is, can the compliance officer hit him with a two-game ban for simulation? Because the referee didn't fall for it. The referee just played on. He didn't, that, didn't give the penalty, so he's obviously not calling the referee. But it's still technical simulation. Aye, that might be another one. Is, is it no one down in England they've clamped down in that this year? Yeah, but they can give a rep, retrospective ban for a dive. Well, they do it up. No, we can give you a two-game ban for a dive. Because um, I think that was the last time we Celtic played Borigter. And that was it at the start of last season. For, <laughs> was it, <laughs> aye, exactly. He, he, he took a dive against St. Johnston, got a penalty for it. Ronnie Dyler was less than happy with him 
and he has not been seen since. <laughs> I, I think, though, he's, was he normally like, on the treatment table a lot? Ah, well, does that know? But I think sometimes that's an excuse. He just doesn't play for Dyla. And I think uh, a lot to do with that dive. I don't think Dyla was impressed at all. But Borak Tarang got a two game ban for it. And I, I, I can't really argue. I mean, it was hard to tell whether he had a two game ban because he was injured. But oh, yeah. he was certainly given one. So to me, you should be able to go back and book Doogie Emery and give Doogie Emery a two game ban for that dive. Because it's a shocker. I mean, there's no doubt it's a dive. Oh, I know someone did about it. Biggest surprise is that uh, Bobby Madden didn't even book him for it. To be honest, if you can if you can go back and give him a two game ban afterwards, I'm kind of glad they didn't book him for it because it's that bad that he even deserves a two game ban. Yeah. See what happens. I've not seen anything in there. Uh... Oh, uh, I'm usually I've seen something on Tuesday. Aye. Well, this is Tuesday night now. I've not seen anything, so it seems about. It seems like he might get away with it, which makes it even worse. <laughs> I'm just thinking, what's today's date? 20... 26th. 26th. The window closed next month, they won't it? I think so, yeah, because it's because it won't close the weekend. They won't close at weekends, it's probably Monday night. Or, uh, mind you, I think I think we've had a, a transfer window closed before and it was the end up being a damn script. Nothing happened. There was nothing much. Yeah, so. But... There'll be some, you know, that you know fine well there'll be some sort of last minute loan signing. Oh, there'll be, there'll be rumours. There's always rumours. And then hopefully Aberdeen will sign someone. Great. What, what, you, what you probably won't have is the, the, the people hanging around the Sky Sports guys, waving things in the camera. Oh. Shooting stuff behind them that I'm not going to repeat on here. Because uh, I don't want to have to tick a box to make this a, an explicit podcast. <laughs> I've seen Celtic like one of winger. Yes. We, we, we don't have half attacking midfielders at our club. Aye, Patrick Roberts from Man City. I never mentioned it earlier, but we, uh, Ryan Christie got his debut at the weekend. Oh, did he? He never done much, he came off the bench, but uh, well, I think it was a, f- a few minutes of a debut, but uh, he certainly came off the bench and did all right for what I heard, but didn't do anything of note really, but he was there. He's played his first game, so. And Forrest is so. in negotiations for a deal, a new deal. I uh, if you can keep Forrest fit and you can play him consistently, Forrest's a good asset to have. But I haven't seen him being consistent or uh, with his performances or his fitness. So I seen talk of a four-year deal though. That seems a bit kind of bizarre because with the fitness issues that he does have, and also the fact he's incredibly inconsistent. Though that season he's probably been maybe his best form for he's, Celtic. He's been more consistent than Gary McKay Stephen. Now, I know we just praised Gary McKay-Stephen for his performance against St. Johnson. But that was just one game, no, game this season. I've not really seen him much else. He probably had a decent pre-season, McKay-Stephen, but, I mean, they played one of the early games against one of the European qualifiers and was just... He never really got going again after that. So, he's one of those players I don't think he's likely to track back much. No. Or be at, or, he might track back, but I don't think he's that effective. Against Dundee United? No, when he played for Dundee United, sorry. He wasn't that great at tracking back. He seems to have been adding that to his game itself. He tracks back more than he well, used to. He'll need to, because oh, yeah. if he doesn't, he wouldn't be getting a game exactly. at all. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I hope... Like, Gary McKay Stevens very much a, a confidence player, so I'm hoping he can now kick on for this. Having played well, he'll, he'll now go on a wee run, but he, he plays well in a few games. So He's one of those guys that's probably more suited to uh, home games than away games. Aye, possibly. Aye. So, 
Right, I think we've probably talked about the, the Premiership enough for one week. Aye. I don't think there's anything else to talk about. We'll come on over. So... Put it on to predictions, is it? Yeah. I think it's... Um, there is Friday night football between Dunfermline and Airdrie, but that's not in the predictions. It's just worth mentioning because it's on BBC Alba. Yeah. If anybody's interested, that'll be a nice wee game to put your feet up and watch, I think. Especially, I mean, the last time I sat and watched the uh, Dunfermline on the telly was the highlights of the, the cup game against Ross County, and I was a cracker. So, if Dunfermline are any good in a live game, so much the better. Um, I don't think there's anything. Premiership wise on the telly this weekend, is there? No, because the League Cup games are. Aye, I know. Well, uh, well, I say that, but Inverness Hearts. It's half twelve. So, is that game on the telly? Pass. I'm guessing so. Must be Sky, because I don't think BT have got a game this week. Could well be. Anyway, we'll start off with that in the, in the predictions. Um, It's hard to tell when both these teams are fairly inconsistent. I'll go first then. Alright, go then. I'm going to go for a draw. One all. I've got a base nine start that I'm looking at. Right. I reckon Hearts inconsistency will probably get him a win in this game. Because he drew at the weekend, Right. So I'm going 2 1 Hearts. Aye. But I'm going for the draw because Hearts draw a lot of games away from home and Inverness. Yeah, I mean. Draw I'm, quite a lot at home as well. That makes, it makes a good amount of sense what you're going with, but I'm just going with. Inconsistency. <laughs> Finger in the air job, this one. Oh, why the odds? Do, do, do. Inverness are 2, two to 1. It's quite a big price. Uh, isn't it? Uh, the draws five to two and the hearts are eleven to eight. So I don't think the bookies know what's happening in this game either. Good. Well, they've got heart, they certainly fancy hearts for it. You think? Well, I think Inverness are pretty big two to one at home. Even at eleven to eight hearts. I suppose I don't, don't, it's the favourite result, but five to two to draw, that's not bad. See every single game in the Premiership this weekend, the draw is 5-2. to two. Is it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and so is the Hibs and Johnson semi-final. Oh, for goodness sake. I'm a bookie phoning it in this week. <laughs> What's the more I put any proper odds for that? But, but when, you look down the, when you look down the lower leagues though, then there's no that many five to twos. The only other five to two there is is Dumbarton Mountain. <laughs> just just well, I just thought when I seen that it was quite interesting. That's pretty odd. Right. Okay, so moving on to the three o'clock games. Three of these start off Dundee Mullow. Um I'm I'm gonna buy Dundee but that's one. I'm I'm gonna go for another two one. Two one Dundee. I'll go for 3-1 to Dundee. Uh, obviously, the draw is 5-2, as I've said. <laughs> Dundee are at 11-8, and Motherwell are 2-1. Uh, 
Alright, next up is Kilmarnock versus Hamilton. It is another game that's going to play into Dunedin United Tanks. They're probably going to hope it's a draw or something. Um, but yeah, it could take out one of the, the two teams. Kilmarnock looking to bounce back. Hamilton looking to build in two or three clean sheets. Hi. <laughs> uh, mm. In the last six games that Kilmarnock have played at home, they've only won one. In the last six games away for Hamilton, they've only won one. I'm both had two I, draws. I'm going to draw here, and I'm going to pull band to draw. I'm going to nil nil. I don't know whether their defences are good. Well, Hamilton's defence is good enough at keeping clean sheets. Kilmarnock have kept, what, three clean sheets this season? Yeah, but I think in this game you could probably have Jamie McDonald at one end and um, Michael McGovern at the other end, keeping the clean sheets himself. Because I don't, uh, I th- the only thing that's likely to screw up the, the nil nil is the, like Josh McGuinness might get a goal. Aye, uh, see the thing though. See at uh, Rugby Park in the last six games there has been twenty one goals. So I suppose what an average of more than three. Yeah, I am going. Not in them for commandment though, for what I remember. I need to go for a one-all draw because I can't see Hamilton scoring more than one goal. Yeah, fair enough. So, so you go for the five as to I two. said, that's five to two. <laughs> so, uh, and just like, oh no, wait a minute, Kamarik are 74 and Hamilton are 31 to 20. That seems very bizarre, uh, how Hamilton can be such favourites. It's a weird odds in us. Alright, the final game of Saturday, Partick Thistle versus Dundee United. There's a question, can Dundee United follow up? I'm going to say yes. I'm going 2-0 Dundee United. Oh, you're going 2-0 Dundee United? Yeah. Um, Pick it as well, because they've got each other in the cup after us as well. True, yep. Double head on oh, uh, I'm going to go for another one I'll draw and if you're going for a home win then it's 11 to 8 party hustle and the away win is 2 to 1 I've just noticed we missed a penalty shootout <laughs> Oh, the Liverpool game? Uh, the Liverpool still went to a penalty shootout. Liverpool won at 6-5. I don't know who missed. I don't know. I've seen the Liverpool were through, but I don't know it was a penalty shootout. Penalty shootout. Oh, well, that could have been good. Anyway, right. That's us, isn't it? Well, there's only, there is actually one more game sitting in the predictor, and it's part of the Thistle level. Aye, so, um, but we'll leave that to Somebody might want to nudge Craig and tell him to get the, the Aberdeen Celtic game in for the Wednesday yeah, night as well. Exactly. But yeah, we can leave that to next week, because that's, that's a Tuesday night. We'll be back on Monday. Back to normal. Just so Dundee is a possibility, because I think we both, that's all one we both agreed on, I think. Uh, as a, a win or a loss. Yeah. Because you don't tend to touch draws and that. Right, and Dundee, you said, was 11 to 8, actually. Yes. I like that. Right, um, what else do we have then? 
Let's go with the lower leagues. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, there's a tasty fixture that's in the lower leagues this weekend. Rangers Falkirk. Bye, you won't get you won't don't get good odds. You won't get good odds unless, you fa- unless you fancy Falkirk at nine to one. I know. I'm just I've just realised Rangers are playing Falkirk, so that's a big. Or game. the draw. Um, so, man, that was a big game as well, actually. Children be flares down. Otherwise, I'd be thinking mm-hmm. they're a good bet because I'm playing four for. Oh, they are a good bet then. I know they let us down, but they're home to Forfa. Um, hmm. Queen's Park on evens at Berwick, but. Short vision. Hello. I'm inclined. I know they let us down this week. I'm, I'm actually inclined to say Cuden Beath. Should I go with him? 23 to 20. Uh, the Greg Stewart double. The Greg Stewart double, right. A £10 on the Greg Stewart Dundee Cowdenbeath double. Oh, I'd £51 and six pence. I'd Pretty good for, for a double, 51 06. Two homes. Aye. Right. So, right. just go with that. Let's go with that. Yep. So, and then, then we need a first goal scorer. And I think I would have to go. Who do you fancy? Mm. I don't fancy anything in the championship. No. McAllister at Peterhead, they're at home to Albion Rovers. Yeah, it could be a shout, maybe. Um, I've not really noticed who's going for Dunfermline first these days. Ricardo's kind of caught up well back to it. It's, it's not really, I've not really seen him back to his name appearing much recently. I know they had a Friday night game, but... I don't know how often McAllister scores first to Peter Head. Obviously, I know he scores loads for them, but... How often does he score first? Uh, it's for, for enough. They beat Strandar 10 days ago, 5-1. He didn't get any of them. <laughs> so, what else have we got then? But, no, he's probably... He's, he's probably a decent shout, though. Uh, third versus fourth in the league yep let's think what else we have let's see they when they played Stenhouse Mew he didn't score first they've been scoring quite a lot recently apart from the game obviously the weekend 5-1-4-1 mm. 4-3-3-0 alright uh, RJ Peterhead he scored second and the game against AR you know what I do kind of fancy he never scored first either I know you mentioned I know you mentioned he didn't want to touch the championship but Ian Russell right. when the South has been quietly scoring goals just the last couple of games and they're, they're away to Wraith Rovers you are struggling to score. You're struggling, but Queen of the South might just might just be an option. Could, could be a possibility. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm struggling to see any better options. To be honest, Kenny Miller's been scoring first recently at the Angels. But then, they're, Aye, Falkirk. They're, they're Falkirk. So, Falkirk are a right good price considering they're 13 games on being. 
and Nolik. Mm-hmm. Even the draw. Very decent. I'm not, um, I right. Go. Who do you want to go with? Then? I'm happy to for you to have the shit to call on it. If Rangers were playing somebody that wasn't what one of the title challengers, I'd maybe be inclined to go with them. But I think in this case, I'm more likely to go with Ian Russell, like going in the south. Right, go with it. Right, so I don't think those odds are up yet. Aye, they're not you. No, usually, but no. sometimes the championship throws them up earlier. Um, seems to depend on what game you look at, though. So it's Russell's uh, squad last. The last couple of games, either? He scored first in the last game. And... Didn't score in the game that Dumbarton beat them in the cup. Because he's still one of the last top goal scorers in the league. He scored after Derek Lyle against Livingston. Uh, he's in seven goals in the league. As is Lyle, actually. When Queen of the South played Wraith Rovers in December, Russell got the equaliser. I go it anyway, like it's so indifferent and Wraith aren't scoring. So. Alright, we'll go with Ian Russell and Queen of the South because I'm struggling to pick in Bell. Aye. Aye, so it's a reasonable shoot, I think. Okay, so the odds so will come done. later on in the week and we'll tweet that at SFF Podcast. Aye, and don't mind us next week if. Uh, Rory McAllister scores first last stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or Kenny Moore. Aye. Oh, that's probably happened. We've got Craig Gunn as well. I checked him there away. I don't know. I'm a bit wary of away games in the week two. So. Anyway, right. I think we've probably talked enough for a week. We'll have a Aye. cover next week. Um, we'll have a, a big game in midweek to preview between Aberdeen and Celtic. We'll have the, the two League Cup semi-finals. We'll have the Premiership. We'll hopefully have one in charity bets to talk about. Um, we'll have a Rangers Falkirk game to talk about. Right? So, Aye. Loads happening. There'll be plenty. Weekend. Yep. Going to be a bumper podcast next week again. So, uh, podcast recently I last as long as I give a football. I know. We've been, we've been talking quite a while. So we shall end this one now. Thank everybody for listening. And thanks for coming on, John. Cheers, uh, Talk to you all again next week. Mm-hmm.